Good morning, church. Welcome to worship. I'm going to ask you to stand. Let's celebrate the Lord. Today's the day He has made. Let's be glad and rejoice in it. Let's sing together. the God who was, we worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea, my God, he holds the victory. Yeah. There's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't Shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. Sing to the God who always makes a way. Does He hold up on that cross? And He rose up from the grave. My God still holding souls away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house.
Amen and amen. What a reminder that is to us this morning, familia, that the reason we are gathered this morning here together in this place is because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. amen. We gather this morning to worship Jesus, period. That's what we're doing here. And we're celebrating what the Lord has done to, within us as a community, how he has been faithful to us as a community. And this morning, this special and historic morning, we get to celebrate God's faithfulness in installing our eighth senior pastor, Hannibal Rodriguez. All right, all right. Now, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Eric Solomon, and I'm one of the teaching pastors across all of our campuses. I also get the privilege and the honor of serving as the campus pastor of Tri-Village Church, our Streamwood campus over there. <laughs> and I want to welcome everybody that's here with us this morning, but I want to give a special welcome to those of you who are new. We're glad that you are worshiping with, with us this morning, and we pray and we hope that this community would be warm and welcoming, and that you would find that it would be centered on the gospel of Jesus. And if you're new and want to figure out how to get connected here, what to do next, what this is all about, there should be QR codes all around you. You can't miss them. Scan them. Get connected with us. If you're online, jump on the website. Send us a message. We would love to get connected if this is your first time getting introduced to Wheaton Bible Church. I also want to welcome... They already yelled a bunch, but all of our campuses that are here this morning, our West Chicago campus, our Iglesia de Pueblo, Tri-Village Church, the traditional, the contemporary, we're all blended here together for the Lord's glory. And I want to specifically welcome Pastor Hannibal's family. Anyone who's here that's part of his family, guests that he's invited, we are grateful that you are here with us this morning. With all of those special welcomes, I want to make sure that you feel like this is family as well. So after the service, I want to invite you to, to say hi to Pastor Hannibal, to say hi to his family. But there's also going to be dessert on your way out, so I want to encourage you to, to get that. Kids, if you're here with us this morning, I want to encourage you to get two. The pastor said it, so your parents can't tell you no. And I want to say again, before I let the team lead us again in song, if you didn't catch it this morning... We are celebrating what the Lord has done in this community, but we are here to celebrate the God who in Exodus 34 tells us is the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love, and faithfulness. We worship the God who overflows in faithfulness to us, and we overflow in gratitude. So will you sing your gratitude together as a church body this morning? Let's sing. Lord. You're a God of covenant, steadfast love, your faithfulness endures forever. So we lift our voice and our hearts to you and celebrate what you've done. Sing church. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant, a faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Is
City Church. Good morning, everyone. Buenos dias. My name is Sergio Villanueva, and I serve as one of the pastors here and as the IDP Iglesia del Pueblo Campus pastor. Uh, it is a blessing for me to be here and to be all of us together worshiping as one church. I met Hannibal in 1997. So I was a young pastor, very, very young pastor. Uh, uh, serving as a youth pastor in a Latino Pentecostal church near Chicago. That was the church where I met my wife. That was the church where I got married. The church where my two sons were born. So in that church, one family came one day. And they came to know Jesus as their Savior. A mom with her three children, two sons, one daughter. The oldest... Uh, or the oldest of those, those sons, the oldest of the family, was this Colombian, young, athletic, soccer player, cool guy, handsome, uh, with two earrings, one in each ear, long hair. Just imagine a, a, a soccer player star. That was Hannibal Rodriguez. And he was, the, uh, he was the, the last one to come to Jesus out of that family. But when he came to the Lord, uh, it was a radical conversion. Now, with him also came his girlfriend, Heidi. Heidi was not so quick to come to the Lord because she had doubts about the faith. She had uh, all the traditions that she was carrying through her life. So she was taking her time. And, and, and took, this took a, a little while. So because of that... Uh, because Hannibal was not walking with the Lord, and, and Haiti was still looking. There was a time when they broke up. And I remember I approached, I approached Hannibal, and I came to him and said, how, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you handling this? And then he told me this, uh, I, don't want, I don't know what to do. Because I want to follow Jesus. And if, and if Heidi is not a believer, we cannot be together. Uh, but then he said this, but... But see, I don't know what to do because in my family, the history of my family is that men usually leave. They quit and abandon the family. And then he said this, and I don't want to be that kind of man. So I don't know what to do. I honestly don't remember why is, it, why is that I said. I just remember that we pray and seek the Lord. Well, time after that, and after, time after that, Heidi did came to Jesus, and she came to the Lord. And they went back together. They got married in that church, and they started serving the Lord in that church. Now, when I think about those days, the picture that comes to my mind, it's uh, Hannibal with this, the, part, the rest of our youth group, he started something that, that no one has done to that, po that point in that church, which he was to 
uh, prepare food and bring it to the homeless in, in downtown Chicago. And, and he brought a group of students just to feed the homeless there. Uh, nobody was doing that at church. He wanted to do it. The students group did it. And you know who was next to him all along those days. Heidi. Supporting him and walking alongside him. So today we, we thank God and we honor Hannibal's life. As a, but Heidi, today I want to honor you as well. Because you have been all along the way next to him, supporting him, and serving the Lord together. So we as a church praise God for your lives. I would like to read a scripture, and I'm going to ask you please to stand in honoring of God's word. This will be the Psalm 145. The word of God says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion and all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. So that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at their proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Aníbal, para mí es de gran regocijo poder uh, dirigirme a ti y bendecirte en este día tan especial en el que tú estás siendo instalado como pastor principal o titular de Whitton Bible Church y de la Iglesia del Pueblo. 
Ah, ciertamente es bueno ver lo que Dios está haciendo, no solamente eh, en el pueblo hispano, pero con gente hispana a lo largo del mundo. De manera que ah, tú eres parte de la bendición de Dios para, para la nación norteamericana y para el pueblo hispano allí donde, donde está. Y tu ministerio me bendice, ah, tu testimonio por igual. Y realmente yo creo que puede servir y debe servir de estímulo a muchos que vienen detrás, pero otros que estamos corriendo contigo. Aníbal desde el principio entendió que la vida no es acerca de él y sus sueños, sino acerca del Señor y su reino. Creo que es el amor por el Señor, el amor por su palabra, por la congregación, lo que le ayuda a tener la seriedad, dedicación para ministrar usando su don de enseñanza, entre otros. Y también algo que, que tal vez no saben, es que antes de que existiera Puente del Pueblo, Aníbal fue el primero en hacer contacto con los Timberlake Apartments y fue con un grupo de muchachos eh, y muchachas con su esposa a dormir en el piso por 15 días, creo, ministrando a los muchachos de la comunidad. Eh, eso fue una, una muestra de amor de, de él por la comunidad de West Chicago. En el amor de Dios que él tenía y que sentía, a iniciar ciertos ministerios que ni siquiera yo como pastor le había ordenado. Uno de ellos fue preparar y ministrar a los hombres. Él mismo hacía sus sándwiches, se los llevaba, cada domingo salía a repartir y yo decía, sí, él hace eso porque muchos no están dispuestos a hacerlo. Él lo hace porque había un amor muy especial en él. Llegó un día que él hizo una decisión, decisión de seguir al Señor y fue la decisión definitiva porque lo hizo desde ese momento hasta ahora. Y he visto a través de eso a Dios obrar en su familia, obrar en su ministerio, obrar en su relación en la iglesia, cómo se incorporó al cuerpo de Cristo, cómo ministró, cómo podía socializar, cómo podía tener eh, esa hermandad eh, en un joven que había sido anteriormente eh, en un estado de rebeldía, cómo cambió completamente. I believe it was God that called Hannibal to our church. So I'm asking you to join me in praying for him all the time, supporting him and comforting him, getting around him, becoming his flock, so to speak. I believe that God has called him here and he has some unique gifts to exhibit in this church at this time in history. Thank you, Lord, for bringing Hannibal to our church. Hannibal, our relation to you is that of family to family. You lived with us your first two years. Your first smiles and your first cries were shared in our home. God has woven our lives together from the beginning. Across many years, we have known each other. We have met in different countries. We have shared our lives, our hopes, and our dreams. At your baptism, we vowed with you to walk God's way, a long obedience in the same direction, and to honor him with our lives. Our families are witnesses to the faith in Jesus, whose disciples we are. Your faithfulness to your mother Irene, to Heidi, to Camila, and to Alejandra 
have inspired us and so many more. Now, as you fulfill your call to this family of God, to this church, brothers and sisters all in the faith, we entrust you to their love and to their care. God's grace and kindly providence will carry us through and in his time, bring us home. Amen. Church, would you stand with us? Our God is so faithful. One thing I love about Jesus, something that he promises is that he will hold us in his hands. He has been holding this church. He's been holding Hannibal and Heidi, and he will continue to hold us. Let's sing together. He will hold. 
Amen. Church, you may be seated. Good morning. I am Rob Boo. I used to be the senior pastor here until Hannibal gave me the boot. <laughs> and actually, if I had been thinking, I would have brought a vest to give to you today. <laughs> so my commitment to you is to find the ugliest vest I can possibly find. And I will get it to you when we get together. In a moment, the elders, John Walker, the chairman, um, are going to gather along with members of the search committee and um, different groups that have been responsible for getting us to this uh, glorious day. And they, uh, John is going to come, and he's going to charge you, Hannibal, and you, the people of Wheaton Bible Church, to fulfill the purpose of your calling to love God it all starts there to grow together and to reach the world and to do that in unity and humility in um, fullness and faithfulness and boldness in self-denial, and at the center of the spiritual life is self-denial and sa self-sacrifice. So John's going to come and charge you and going to talk about the, the purpose of our calling. Before he does that, I want to talk about its power. The power resident in you, the power resident in Hannibal, the power resident in Wheaton Bible Church and all uh, the different elements that make this church so wonderful and, and so beautiful. And it's simply this. Jesus Christ is in you. Amen? Paul says, Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Paul ties glory to this wonderful reality that our Lord Jesus dwells inside us in Galatians chapter 2. Uh, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Go figure. But Christ who lives in me. Over and over the New Testament talks about being in Christ, uh, what it means for Christ to be in us, for us to be in Christ. I love what Jesus has to say about this in John chapter 15 because Jesus doesn't merely state it, he illustrates it. He gives us a metaphor, this metaphor for Christ in us, the hope of glory, when he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. In other words, my life flows through you. I am resident inside you. To the extent the, 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 the life of a vine flows uh, through the branches and is resident in the branches. So what this means is in Jesus Christ, the moment you came to Christ, 
God the Father not merely forgave you, he unzipped you and he placed a Jesus Christ in the form of the Holy Spirit inside you. And that is the power for the spiritual life. That is the blessing of the spiritual life. I'm not left to do this on my own. So Jesus Christ lives inside us to change us, to transform us, to make us increasingly like him. Jesus lives inside you to satisfy the deepest longings of your heart, to fill you with contentment and peace in life's darkest moments, uh, to empower you to want and to do what pleases God. And just as a vine, just as a vine withholds nothing from a branch, do you really think Jesus is going to withhold anything from you? No. A thousand times no. The life of the vine flows through you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the power that enables us to live the spiritual life. Now, now think about this. We're talking Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator and sustainer of the universe. The one, the only one who does not grow weary or tired, whose understanding no one can fathom. Who knows every single hair in your head, who has marked every single day of your life, who longs to be gracious to you. Who loves you so very much that he left the splendor of heaven. He became a man. He humbled himself, Paul tells us, to the point of death. Talk about suffering, rejection. Talk about a difficult life. And that he experienced this horrible death of crucifixion in order to rescue you from your sin, to rescue you from yourself, to adopt you into his family. And now Jesus has climbed inside you. That is the power. That is the blessing of the spiritual life. Man, I, I can't do this right now. This situation is too hard. My boss is too frustrating. This child is too difficult. Christ is in you. I'm confused, confused. I don't know what to do. Uh, is it this? Is, uh, and I feel almost frozen. Christ is inside you. You know, the, the people around me want nothing to do with my Jesus. Christ is inside you. Last Sunday, Rhonda and I were worshiping in a church in Indianapolis, and, and the pastor said, we're becoming a generation of antagonists, not evangelists. Christ is in us. He is the hope of glory for Wheaton Bible Church, for Hannibal and Heidi and, and their family, for each and every one of you and, and your family. Jesus Christ climbed inside you the moment you came to him. And he will never leave. He will never forsake you. And he doesn't merely love you, he, he delights in you. And he will change you, he's going to build his church, and there is no telling what God has in store for Wheaton Bible Church in the months and the years to come 
under the ministry of my beloved brother Hannibal Rodriguez. Amen? So let's not dream small dreams. Let's not live small lives. Let's not keep Jesus to ourselves. He's in, inside us. And in John chapter 15, where we have this metaphor, the vine and the branches, Jesus promises two consequences of his life, his supernatural, perfect, limitless life flowing through this. And the first is that he's going to answer your prayers. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. And that means within uh, God's plans and God's purpose. And it will be done for you. It's a promise. It will be done for you. How do you know uh, the vine is active in your life? You pray. How do you really know the vine is active in your life? You're seeing Jesus answer uh, your prayers. And then in the very next verse, after Jesus promises to answer prayers because he's inside us, how could he not? And he's changing us. He promises us that we will bear much fruit. Not little fruit, but much fruit. Christ is in you. Christ is in Wheaton Bible Church. So we dream big, we, we live boldly, we take risks, we love sacrificially, we spend our lives, uh, living lives of generosity with our time, talent, and treasure that we might engage people who do not know Christ with the gospel. Have you ever thought about the fact that Christ in you means that your fruit will grow on the trees of the lives of other people. Isn't that what it means to be a parent? Do you know that's what it means to be a believer? Do you know that's what it means to be a church? And I want you to picture tens and tens of thousands of people like trees bearing the fruit of your ministry, of Christ blessing you because he lives inside you of all that he's going to do as a result of Hannibal's uh, new leadership uh, and, and the staff and the elders as they gather around him. I cannot wait. I just cannot wait to see what God's going to do through you, brother. And it's going to be great and it is going to be glorious. Christ in you means he's going to clothe you with compassion kindness, gentleness, humility, patience, because that's exactly who Jesus is to you, the one that lives inside you. Who is he? He's compassionate. He, he's kind. He's humble. He's gentle. Uh, he, he is patient. And, and as we know, what this means is the spiritual life is, and we talk about this all the time, uh, the spiritual life isn't merely a function of what I must do, and I am responsible to grow, I am responsible to pray, I am responsible to read the Bible, I am responsible to be an active, vital part of the body of Christ. But the spiritual life, ultimately, at the end of the day, isn't a matter so much of what we must do, but what Christ has already done, what Christ is going to do in the eternity future, and what he is doing right now because he has unzipped you, he has climbed inside you, and he is power 
and let's get after changing the world. Amen? Let's spend our lives enjoying Christ who's inside us. Let's laugh more. Let's be more joyful. Uh, let's be more bold. Yeah, and let's not sweat the small stuff because everything after Christ in you is small stuff, right? I mean, this horrible situation you're facing, small stuff. The um, anxiety you feel, small stuff. Jesus is inside you. And may God bless you. May God bless Wheaton Bible Church. And may God bless you, Hannibal. And man, I think you know how much I love you. And I want to say to all of you, let's get behind Hannibal. As Chuck said, let's pray for Hannibal. And let's come together. And let's give ourselves to reaching people for Christ. Amen? John, come on up here. Thanks. Thank you, Rob. Heidi, Hannibal, can you join us on the platform? And at this time, I'd like to invite all currently serving elders, members of the Senior Pastor Search Committee, and members of the Search Guiding Coalition to please join us on the platform and uh, surround uh, Hannibal and Heidi. Well, this is a great day for our church. Um, and symbols are very important especially uh, at a time like this. And we hope to symbolize two things at this time. First, by having the elders and members of the search committee and members of the search guiding coalition uh, around Hannibal and Heidi, we desire to express to you both that we are committed to supporting you, we are committed to praying for you, and we are committed to loving you. And so I have a charge for you, the congregation, which I'd like to read to you. And then after I read this charge, I would invite you to respond by saying, we do. Do you, the congregation of Wheaton Bible Church, commit to support our new senior pastor, Hannibal Rodriguez, to pray for him, and to love him and his family. We do. Great. Secondly, the second thing we want to symbolize this morning is that it's the hope of our hearts that Jesus Christ and his word will always be preeminent at Wheaton Bible Church. And to do this, we have a gift for you, Hannibal, a beautiful Bible that Rob will present to you, signed by all the elders. And a charge to you, Hannibal. Do you promise to love the congregation of Wheaton Bible Church by preaching and teaching the Word of God to the best of your ability as God gives you that ability? All right. Excellent. So I'd like to ask... Uh, Pastor Sergio to come and lead us all in prayer.
example to you with the rest of the elders in the communities here, stand your hand or your arm if you can uh, as a symbol that we are all here together praying for Hannibal. I pray in Spanish and in English. Padre Celestial, Dios Todopoderoso, Dador de la vida, Señor de todo, te pedimos por la gracia de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, el buen y gran pastor de la iglesia, y poder, por el poder del Espíritu Santo, el eterno consolador de nuestras almas. Hoy, Señor, te encomendamos la vida de tu siervo Aníbal en esta sagrada vocación del ministerio pastoral. Y te pedimos, Señor, que tú le des una fe renovada para recibir, creer y enseñar tu palabra. Te pedimos que tú le des un denuedo renovado para continuar proclamando fielmente y valientemente tu evangelio. Te pedimos por una humildad renovada para que él pueda depender continuamente solo de tu gracia y solo de tu poder. Te pedimos que tú le des una paciencia renovada para enseñar, para guiar, para instruir a tu iglesia. Pero sobre todo Señor. Te pedimos por un amor renovado para reflejar tu carácter a los demás. y Para perseverar en la obra del ministerio hasta que tú vengas por tu amada iglesia. Bendice Padre Celestial a tu Hijo, haz que tu rostro resplandezca sobre Él. Oramos en el nombre de Jesús, el autor y consumador de nuestra fe. Our Heavenly Father. Almighty God, the giver of life, the Lord of everything, we ask you by the grace of Jesus Christ, the good and great shepherd of the church, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, the eternal comforter of our souls, we ask you that you will bless the life of your servant Hannibal in this sacred calling of the pastoral ministry. Give him, Lord, and renew faith to receive, to believe, and to teach your word. Give him a renewed boldness to continue to proclaim faithfully and courageously your gospel. Give him a renewed humility so that he can depend continuously only in your grace and your power alone. Give him a renewed patience so that he can teach and guide and instruct your church. And above all else, give him a renewed love so that he can reflect your character, God. And that he can persevere in the work of ministry until you will come back for your beloved church. Oh, Father God, bless your son. Make your face shine upon him. We pray in the name of Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Good morning, familia.
Thank you for that. The people that you saw at the beginning of the service and those little videos, uh, you could probably could tell who my mom is because of her great looks. <laughs> you got to see my first pastor ever. Uh, you got to see the people that opened. Uh, first people that opened the doors to their house to my mom and I when I was yet to be born. So without these people, I wouldn't be here. So the question in the mind of many people is, why would Hannibal want to step into this? Well, let me borrow this uh, welcoming that I, I'm borrowing this from another church, but it's the welcoming that I would love this church to embrace. To all who are weary and need rest, to all who mourn and long for comfort, to all who have failed and desire strength, to all who sin and need a savior, this church opens wide its door with a welcome from Jesus, the friend of sinners. Yeah, you want to give him glory? That's what it means to be the local church. And that's the church I want to be part of. And that's the church the Lord has called me to lead. A place where all of us who are weary and tired, we can f- find rest before the presence of our God. A place where all of us who mourn and long for comfort find a community that weeps with us. A place where all of us who still fail continue to be reminded that in Jesus, God truly delights in us. A place where sinners gather time and time again to hear the voice of our Father who says, I love you because I love you, not because of anything you have done. A place where the Holy Spirit reminds us that we are not orphans, that we have an Abba Father, close and personal Father who is never ashamed of his children. A place where we don't have to pretend because we are all in the same boat. Sinful people, chosen by God, called by God, saved by grace. A place where we know that we are all in the process of becoming what we already are, children of God. That's the church I want to be part of. And that's the church the Lord has called me to lead. There's more. Part of the reason why I'm accepting this call before the Lord is because the church is the body of Christ. Jesus' incarnational presence in this world. The church is the bride of Christ, the one that has received the unbreakable and unchangeable love of Christ. The church is the church of the living God, the called out ones in which God is present and active. The church is God's family on earth, the ones that have been purchased and united by the blood of Jesus Christ. The church are the ones sealed with the presence of the Spirit, the one that guarantees that our future is much better than our present. The church that lives in this world, but not of the world, the alternate society, the light and salt of the world, the letter of Christ, the household of God, God's building, the city of the living God. That's the church. And that's the one, that's the church I want to be part of. And that's the church the Lord has called me to lead. So is it going to be easy? Probably not. 
We are all broken people living in a broken world. Is the church worth, worth it? You bet it is. The church is beauty in the midst of brokenness. See, all these things that I mentioned before about the, the church is how the scripture describes the church in the New Testament. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but we are part of the greatest movement in the history of the world. We are part of a movement that has 2.5 billion followers in the world. We are part of something so and so big that Jesus says that not even the gates of hell will be able to overcome it. We are part of something so and so big that God our Father has us, every single one of us, engraved in the hands of his hand, in the palm in his, of his hands. We are part of something so big that we shouldn't be afraid of dying for the name of Jesus because to live is Christ and to die is gain. We are part of the people that are joining God in his plans as he's reconciling and restoring everything in this creation. The church is the people of hope because we know that God will accomplish his purposes for us and with us and through us but there's more part of the reason why i accepted this call is because we have the most amazing message and the most beautiful savior jesus christ our savior the one that died in order for us to be forgiven jesus our redeemer the one that becomes a slave in order to give us freedom Jesus, the bread of life, the one that satisfies our most deepest hunger. Jesus, the beloved son of God, the one that was treated like a criminal so we could be accepted. Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the one that tells us what we need to hear and it speaks to our deepest longings. Jesus, the almighty God who becomes nothing to give us the strength. Jesus, the everlasting father, the one that, he, that for a fragment of time became an orphan so you and I could be adopted. Jesus, the King of Kings, the Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega, the one that surrendered it all in order for us to be welcomed. Jesus, the High Priest, the one that goes before the Father to intercede for us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the one that is always with us, even when we don't want to be with him, and he never walks away. Jesus, the Mediator and the Advocate, the one whose heart goes out for the worst of sinners. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one that will not stop working in us and through us until he takes us home. Jesus, the Lamb of God, the one who, is willingly, who willingly took our place, the one that stayed silent, the one that did not fight back, the one that did not complain, the one that forgave the very people that were crucifying him. Jesus, the good shepherd, the fountain of living water, the rock, the Messiah, the true vine, the son of man, the way, the truth, and the life. Why would I take this call? Because we have the best message with the best Savior. That's what it means to be the church. Jesus, the lover of our soul, with everything he did, he made it possible for us to belong to God and to belong to one another. See, when the Bible talks about the church, in Romans chapter 1, verse 6, says that we are a group of people 
called by God to belong to Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 14, verse 8, verse 8, it says that we live, that if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. And at the same time, the book of Romans says, in chapter 7, verse 4, that we are brothers and sisters, and that we belong to one another. In Romans chapter 12, verse 5, he says that in Christ, even though we are many, we are one body, and we belong to one another. Is church complicated? Yeah, it is. Are we probably going to sin against one another every now and then? Yeah, most likely. Are we going to forget that sometimes our differences were given by God so we complement one another? Yeah, we may forget. But know this, church, that we are part of the church, the multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multi-culture, multi-social class kingdom of God. And we are better together than separate. And we best give glory to God together than separate. This is the reason why I'm accepting this call. And this is a celebration. And like any good celebration, if you don't have food, that's not a celebration. <laughs> Therefore, we're going to participate in communion today. Jude chapter 1 calls communion the love feast. So if you got the chance to grab your cup at the beginning and right at the entrance when you came into the building, I'm going to ask you to hold that in your hand and remove the first uh, cover of the cup and hold the bread in your hands. See, this is the reason why Jesus came. To make it possible through his body and his blood for us to belong to God and to belong to one another. Think about this for a second. The Bible describes people as beggars, the lame, the outcast, the tax collector, the immoral, the pagan, the rejected, the orphan, and the unwanted. Invited into the presence of the king, sitting at the table with the king. And this is our feast. It is in this feast that we remember once again that we belong to Jesus and we belong to one another. That we belong to God and that we belong to one another. So if you have already placed your faith in Jesus Christ, this is for you. This is what the Lord says. The Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took the, bre he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We may participate. Now let's remove the second cover. If you can, because it's a child-proof cover. And this is a reminder that through the blood of Jesus Christ, not only we belong to God, but we belong to one another. Scripture says, 
that in the same way he took the cup, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. You may participate. Let's pray. Lord, we just participated in what you call a love feast. The feast in which we are reminded that we have the best Savior because you gave us the best message and you gave us the best community, the community of your church. Where people from different backgrounds and different ethnicities and different social classes and different uh, uh, ways of living, Lord, come together through the blood of Jesus and because of Jesus. This is a love feast, Lord, because we remember that you made us one and you brought us together knowing that if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, none of us would be here. It is a love feast, Lord, because we remember that it is because of your love that we belong to you. And it is a love feast, Lord, because we remember that it is because of your love that we belong to one another. I pray, Lord, that you help us see that our differences are there so we complement one another. Please, Lord, give us a better understanding of what it means to be the church. And we pray for all of this in the name of Jesus. And the church says, let's celebrate. Why don't we stand? Let's sing and celebrate that he is our God and that we are his family.
Hannibal and Heidi, may the Lord bless you with wisdom. Estamos orando por ti. Estamos orgullosos de ti. Te amamos mucho. Seguimos orando y seguiremos orando porque Dios te sostenga de su mano en este trabajo que Él te ha concedido. We're praying for you. Estamos orando para ti. Estamos familia. Praying for you, bro. Que el Señor te dé toda la sabiduría para guiar a su pueblo. We are praying for you. Somos familia. Hi, Hannibal. We're so glad that you've taken this position. Congratulations. We are so excited to see what the Lord will do for you and your family. En saludos, Pastor Aníbal. Muchas felicidades. Oramos por ti, por la iglesia, en este nuevo y emocionante capítulo. It's amazing to see the journey of faith that God has taken you on. Just to see uh, all the different things uh, that... Uh, he has taught you through this time to prepare you for where you are now leading our church. We are so happy for you, and we will be praying for you and your family. Estamos muy orgullosos de ustedes y deseando poder compartir con ustedes y todo lo que Dios tiene planeado para Iglesia del Pueblo y Wheaton Bible Church juntos como congregación con ustedes. Aníbal, muchas felicidades nuevamente por uh, esta nueva etapa en tu vida, con tu familia eh, y en tu ministerio. Damos tantas gracias a Dios por, por la vida de ustedes. Uh, que nos bendicen a todos nosotros los que los conocemos. Uh, mucho ánimo, eh, pedimos al Señor que te llene de mucha sabiduría eh, y mucho amor y muchas bendiciones. You are number six, the sixth pastor that I've sat under here at Wheaton Bible Church. I have children the same age as you and Heidi, so when I pray for them, I pray for you. I know God has been preparing you for this. 
and I'll continue to pray for you, your family, and your ministry. Hola, Aníbal. Solo quería decirte que yo sé que la gracia del Señor va a seguir contigo todo este tiempo, y tú sabes que yo siempre voy a estar aquí para ti. Pastor, damos muchas gracias a Dios por tu ministerio. Seguiremos orando por ti y por tu familia durante esta nueva etapa de tu vida. Aníbal, estamos muy agradecidos con Dios porque ahora vas a tomar este lugar. Esperamos que Dios te guíe y te bendiga. Estamos agradecidos y estamos orando por ustedes, que Dios los bendiga y los guíe. Soy Aníbal Rodríguez y familia. Mi esposa Nidia y yo no cesamos de orar por ustedes donde quiera que estemos, porque somos una sola familia en Cristo. Que Dios les bendiga, les amamos mucho. It is our pleasure to say we, we are, are family. family. Somos familia. Adeo y son, son familia. familia. <laughs> Felicidades, Aníbal. Que Dios te bendiga y te use. Somos familia. Somos familia. Somos familia. We are family. Somos familia. We are family. We're family. Somos familia. Nos amamos. Somos familia. Somos familia. We are praying for you. Somos familia. Somos familia. Somos familia. We love you. Somos familia. Te queremos. Somos familia. ¡Go! ¡Tío! We are family. Let's say it together. Tri-Village, IADP, Contemporary Traditional. We are family. <laughs> Let's stand together and celebrate God's faithfulness with this last song.
Amen. Great is his faithfulness. Church, let's do something. Why don't we sing that chorus one more time, a cappella, and let's do this. You pick your own language, whatever that is. Amen? Let's do it. Three and. Ninety years the Lord has been faithful to us. Ninety years. The success of this church does not rest in the charisma of a leader, the quality of leadership, the gifts or the abilities of people. The success of this church rests in one thing and one thing alone. That God is faithful. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine and you shine and you will be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. And the church says, Amen. have a blessed day. Thanks for coming. We love you. See you guys next week.